What's up, everybody? This is Allie, and you're listening to the Inside Out with Allie podcast. Want the keys to unlock your highest potential in life and business? More people than ever are building impressive empires all over the world. So on this show, I sit down with various CEOs, leaders, entrepreneurs, and changemakers to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies that they're taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Hello. Welcome to Inside Out with Allie. I have an epic guest today. I've got Alyssa Rizzi on the line with us. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Allie! Yay! I'm so excited we made this happen. I'm really, really stoked to be here. Like, I mean, we tried to set this up multiple times this week, but we made it happen. And then, of course, I didn't know there was going to be video, so I needed to push it back a little bit to do my makeup for y'all. So looking beautiful as always. I'm sure you looked fine even before all of your hair and makeup session, but all good. I get it. You got to feel good. Got to look good. And it's, it's important. I get it. And for those of you who don't know Alyssa, Alyssa is a friend of mine. We met in Tulum about a year and a half ago. Alyssa is a photographer, an incredible, incredible photographer and an Instagram coach. And I thought it would be so good to have her on the show. She's such a light. She's mega successful in everything she's built and created. And her path, her story is just wonderful. And so I thought it was very worth sharing on the podcast this season. So a little bit about Alyssa. She's been traveling for eight plus years as a digital nomad, just all around the world, seeing all the places, doing all the things. And she's really all about helping people to authentically express themselves and their vision through social media and brand elevation, okay? Alyssa, which is so funny, by the way, every time I address you, my actual name, you guys know me as Allie, my original name is Alyssa, so it's like, I almost feel like I'm like talking to myself every time I say it, and I have to remember I'm talking to you, (laughs) but Alyssa, (laughs) tell me, how did you get started on your path? It's been a long path. It's been a long journey. Like, I feel like nothing happens as fast as you want it to, which is a blessing because it's about the journey, right? So I started off on my path. I have a degree in fashion design from FITM in LA. And I was working with different photographers to like capture my designs, which I actually hated sewing, by the way. Like I hated sewing. Like I love the idea of like creating like vision and like story and like all of the, like the prettiness and like all the ideas. But like, I actually, like I would like be sewing and like cut myself and bleed on it. I would like get food on it. It was like this whole thing where it was just not me and sewing were not in alignment. And so anyways, I was like working with different photographers to try to capture my designs after I finished college. And like nobody could really get the vision that I had in my head. Like I I just couldn't get them to convince my ideas and so I picked up a camera and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it myself not even learn I was like I'm gonna just photograph my stuff myself and in college I had learned Photoshop I had already learned Photoshop I just didn't learn photography yet so I kind of did things backwards but yeah so like fast forward after that experience that made me realize that I actually loved photography and everything to do with photography so in between there I did a lot of like it didn't just instantly work whatsoever um (laughs) i did a lot of like random odd jobs for a while like any any different version of photography that you could think of like nightlife photography weddings engagement photos event photography i actually worked 
on the mountain snowboard photography epic mix in Breckenridge. That was almost like 10 years ago now, but I did all different types. So it took quite a process to actually like get to a point where around 2015, I was like, okay, I actually started doing this because I love fashion and I committed to only shooting like fashion and portraits and really building my portfolio. And then now we're here. If that was like, I think that was a okay summary, like the path. But yeah, so that's kind of like how it went. And I started my coaching a few years ago when it kind of was a, an accident, so to speak, which I can go more. I know you want to ask some questions about like business and entrepreneurship. So I'm going to save some of that part for those questions. I started my coaching really kind of by request and like demand. Like I grew my social media for my business. Like I wanted clients, right? And so I grew my Instagram just to get clients for my photography. But then there was questions and curiosity on how other people could replicate that and, you know, build their social media and get clients too for their business. So then I started coaching as well. So that's where those two businesses came from. <laughs> so organic, the way that the coaching business happened. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely like some supplemental like influence, I would say, because I was working with a business coach and I had also like I was doing social media management kind of like as a half job on the side occasionally. And so again, this is probably going to tie into your other question, but I was really tired of being super broke and not making that much money as a creative and an artist. And I didn't really understand. Like I was like, I'm really good at what I do. Like, why don't I make that much money. And then my coach was like, like I hired a business coach and he was amazing. My first mentor was like really changed my life, like was such like an awesome, just like the exact type of leader that I needed. And it was like a very healthy masculine. Like he was like, he would deliver things in such a way that was like very, it was gentle, but like also suggestive and firm. That makes any sense. It's such a weird, but anyways, so yeah, he had suggestions like, well, Alyssa, like, you know, I could teach you how to get more social media management clients and that's fine. Like no problem. Or I could teach you how to be a coach and then you can actually teach and help people, more people that are asking you these questions instead of just working for them, you can teach them and empower them to work for yourself and you can make a bigger impact. He's like, I can do either one of those things for you. It's your choice, but you tell me what to do. And so I never even thought to be a coach, really. It wasn't my initial idea until somebody presented me with the fact that I was like capable of doing that, so to speak. Powerful. Really cool. Okay. And so what's fascinating about your story, there's a lot of people who they go from being a corporate slave or in the nine to five or working for somebody else to then going into entrepreneurship. That was my path. And the irony is when I was in college, I thought that I had to go into corporate to then go ahead and be a business owner, like, yeah, which, which there's, there was a lot of benefits. Don't get me wrong. I learned so much being in corporate. Yeah. I mean, I learned how to grow a business, build a business with somebody else's project and no liability it was awesome. I was in sales. Like I tell my clients too, like that is a benefit. And so it's like, don't look at your corporate experience or your corporate path as like this totally negative thing. Like you get a lot of skills and a lot of like perspective without, like you said, without a total risk, like it is in business. So you can learn a lot from that path. If that's that's the path you're already on. So I yep. just want to say like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that path too. So, <laughs> but with that being said, I think it's so cool that you did it. You went straight into entrepreneurship. And so I want to just acknowledge that, but be 
what was the mindset that you had that supported you and not needing to build a nest egg, not needing to make some cash first? Like you went straight into it. So what kind of mindset did you have that got you to that space? It's funny because I actually love this question because I love to be like super honest and real about it. So I think entrepreneurship was sort of an accident or like a forced situation for me because I always wanted to be an artist and a creative. And that was something that I resonated with. And to be honest, the more I tried to be in like the corporate world, like I just wouldn't get hired. Like I just couldn't get jobs or like high paying jobs, like high level jobs, because with the fashion degree design, like it's not really adaptable to like anything else besides fashion. Right. So it's like, I couldn't really go into any other kind of like corporate direction or like I couldn't grow, like I wasn't qualified to work for most companies. And so like, I spent most of my twenties being like incredibly broke. Like we're talking, making less than 10,000 us a year. That's how I navigated my life. And so, you know, I, I, there was many times where I was very desperate feeling right. And I was like, oh my God, I need to make money. But like, honestly, the corporate world or like the structure of like bigger companies, they would just kind of either, like I said, not let me in or like spit me out very quickly. Like, and I realized that there was also this other part of me that really didn't do well with like authority in certain ways. And so the universe was like, okay, Alyssa, like, like you're meant to build your own thing. Like, I don't know why you keep trying to go this direction, like just do it. Um, <laughs> and so by any means, it wasn't necessarily by choice all the way, but also it kind of was to the point where I was going to do what I wanted to do, like no matter what. And I still say like, even at this point and like at any point, like I would rather do what I love and like build what I want to build and be broke forever or like never make it, but continue to try than never try at all. Right. And so that's always been my attitude. Like I'll never give up on what I love. Um, of course, like, you know, you take different paths and you try different things, but I am so I'm, I'm a Taurus super stubborn and that was part of it and so like it's kind of like it wasn't necessarily a graceful landing into entrepreneurship and like i said before i mean spending most of my 20s super broke i got I, I built up skills, right? I built up connections. I built up a network. I had built up actual talent with my photography. And I knew that I was good at what I did, but getting clients was just a struggle. And I did not understand business. Like that's the thing with artists and creatives, um, like musicians, like any type of creative you can think of, like we're not wired for business. That's not a natural skill that we just have. And so we have to learn it. And so with that, I mean, that's why I ended up investing in a coach. I was in a, I was in a pretty desperate place. I was super tired of just being broke all the time. Like I would go through phases of like making little money here and there, but it's just like, I was just exhausted with it. Right. And I wanted to change my life and, but I wanted to change it in the direction that I wanted to go. Like I wasn't just going to take any job and just, you know what I mean? Like give up on my dreams. So yeah. So like, it kind of was a really bumpy process and it took different phases of empowerment from different people along the journey in order to really feel like I was even capable of building a business. Right. It really stemmed from like, okay, I want to be an artist. And then I, okay, I want to make an art or I want to be an artist who makes money. And then, okay, I want to be an artist who makes money and impacts people. It's like, okay, you know what I mean? It's like, it was steps. Right. It was never like, 
oh, like I'm going to like build a business. Like I never saw myself as a business person. And even when we met, I was going through a really interesting phase of like, after I had worked with several male mentors and gone through several very intense, like business, like masculine focused, structured programs, which were great to a point and taught me a ton, like everything I know about sales strategy, about structuring, about online marketing, about all these other things that I really needed. But like, I'm not actually naturally like a business person. I try, like I pushed myself to be in that box and that was really important for my next phase of growth. But like, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, you know what I mean? Like when I'm really just like, I want, I want to empower others to create and express themselves. And so it's like finding the balance between those two things is super important. Yeah. I know I went on my whole thing there, but <laughs> hope I answered. That. Definitely did for sure. And so, you know, I, I truly believe that the balance is so crucial, right? It's having the skill set on the mask inside the sales, the advertising, the taking action, the follow-up, the closing, the negotiation, right? And that feminine side too, the flow, the ease, the grace, the design, the creativity, all of that. And that's, I think, truly what makes the best business owners, the people who have the balance of the two. So it's really beautiful to hear you acknowledge that and, and, and share about that because both are so important. They're literally crazy how important and how undervalued. I mean, obviously fierce feminine is rising and we're seeing a shift in the world. We're seeing a shift in business. We're seeing a lot of shifts everywhere. So people are starting to acknowledge it, but it's pretty crazy how under acknowledged like the, like feminine energy and the essentialness of feminine energy in business has been because if you are too structured and you're too like okay like this like pound 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 like this has to work this way it's not gonna work that way and you're going to go through the path of most resistance right and the beautiful thing about like feminine energy and like really being in touch with like that part of yourself is surrender and it's like flow, right? And so you learn to like go with the flow and like create as you go and not be so attached to one specific outcome or one specific mm -hmm. goal. And like give yourself like this creative direction, but like really be open to like the birthing process that it takes. You know what I mean? And so it's like the surrender is so essential and like the detachment from the result, from the like, you know what I mean? From the specific goal of like, okay, like this, ha this person I meet has to be my next client and they have to pay me. Like, yes, of course you need to have your rates and you need to have these things. Like you need to have your standards and everything outlined for yourself. And, and you'll, as you grow, you, like really get in alignment with what feels right for your energy exchange but naturally with your when you're really in tune and in balance with your feminine energy but you have the masculine structure and the business aspects like the clients just like flow to you because you're not pushing for it and you're also being really open and welcoming to the process right you're you're creating an environment for that to happen and you're creating opportunities for that to happen and you're showing up, but you are surrendered to the process. You're surrendered to the journey, so to speak. And so they're both like so important. <laughs> we couldn't have said it better. Truly, there's an energy that is attached to you needing to have the deal closed or needing to have it look a certain way. And that energy is very similar to, if not exactly as desperation. And people sniff, sniff out desperation from a mile away. So let me give you a great example. Let's 
let's equate business to dating for a second. Have you ever, ever in your life were dating somebody or not dating somebody, but that person liked you and they liked you so much. And they were like almost borderline begging or like really, really pushing, pushing, pushing. And it was just too much because you could feel their neediness, their desperation. They're like that. It was overwhelming, right? What do you do? You naturally repel from that energy. I want everybody to think back to that one person because all of us have that one person or. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. It's putting out lack energy, right? Like you are telling the universe, like, I do not have this thing. So I need this thing instead of knowing like what, like I am in abundance already. I have gratitude for the clients that I have and in a, like in alignment with the way that I'm flowing and living my life and conducting my business. Other, like the people who are meant to be my clients, it's automatic. Like they'll see it and there's no need to push for anything. There's no need to, you know what I mean? Like be attached to anything. And it's like, you put out even like, let's say when we go to girl game, right? Like if we go to a meetup and you're going there being like, I'm going to get a client or I'm going to get business, right? Then you're going to put out this kind of, there's going to be like a couple different energies you're going to put out. But like one of them is going to be sort of like this insecurity because you're like just fixated on like, oh, like, is this the moment? Like, is that the person? Like, are we going to have this exchange? Like, am I going to, maybe like, am I going to make money? Right. It's like, there's a lot, like you said, of desperation happening and desperation and that lack energy every time, like faithfully will push away your clients. Like, even if you would have been a good fit, if you would have been in the right energy space and the right, like just calm and just really being yourself again, authentic, like then like maybe they would have been a good, like the perfect fit for you. And maybe on paper, it's the perfect fit. But if you're coming at it from a place of like, I need this, like this has to happen. Like I, what, like, I can't, like, you know what, like I can't have a good time without it. I can't, you know, whatever that is, I can't connect without knowing there's going to be business. Like it's, it's really, you're going to have a really hard time on that journey, like a really hard time on that path. And you're not going to get the results that you want to get. No. And the other issue with this focus is it all comes back to one person and it's not how can I impact the client? It's an I focus. It's a me focus. And when we are focusing on ourselves versus what can we actually do for the person in front of us, all of a sudden that negatively impacts the energetic exchange and therefore makes it way more difficult to bring that client on or bring that person yeah. on as a potential client. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's funny because this was, this took me like a little while to learn because like in business, let's say in the uh, business coaching programs that I went through, like the very, they were very masculine, dominant, masculine led, and they were different, like in different ways, they were great programs. And I learned a lot from them, whether it was a negative or positive on like feedback, but like, you know, they teach you, th they mentioned these things but obviously it's not their main focus right their main focus is like sales like this is how to like close like all these things but it's like the other part is like just it's just so important about actually serving people right not being like oh i'm gonna pretend to serve people so that i actually serve myself or like i'm gonna be i'm gonna say that i help people so that really i help myself that <laughs> It's like, it really has to like click. Right. And so that did take me a little while to learn 
coming from even in art actually which is kind of cool so i can talk about it in two ways the first way was like with business you know coming from like i'm desperate i need money that's a me thing right like i need money so people need to pay me like you gotta get out of that headspace because when you're showing up really providing like amazingness like you all have your own like amazing juicy awesomeness to offer and it's all unique and it's all special no matter if you like even for me as a photographer like me and another photographer we put in front of the same subject we create two totally different things right it's art it's creation you know and I learned that the other way from actually in photography when I was when I first started to work with like subjects so to speak or just with people and and I would have a vision and I would be as an artist right I'm like I have this vision it's going to be amazing I'm going to create this vision and then sometimes like my clients would not they they wouldn't tell me they wouldn't like the photos but they wouldn't post them and they wouldn't share them and they wouldn't use them and I was like that's weird like I love this shoot like it was great. Why don't they like it? And then I realized I was doing it what I wanted to do. I was doing it for me. And that's the wrong reason, right? And so now I completely transformed my business. Like, and the way I think of things is like now when I meet a client, I'm like, I want to create, like, I want to make sure it's what you want. I want to make sure that you feel empowered expressing yourself authentically the way you want to express yourself. Like, yes, I have ideas. I can help you with some ideas, but I, I want to make sure it resonates with you because whenever, even if it's not necessarily my favorite shoot ever, if the client like loves it, then it's amazing. And they're so happy. And it's just, you know what I mean? They share it. And like, it, there's just this amazing energy. And it's like, that's the whole point of it. I learned that through that process as well. And so it's like, but it's different to hear it than it is to like implement it and actually understand it and like learn it. Yeah. It's one of those things you just need to try. It's the law of reciprocity. If you've ever heard this before, when you give, you receive. And so, you know, Alyssa and I, we, we both practice this. Yeah. The, the Alyssa's when we, we both practice these things and you'll see how potent this formula is. You want some keys to, to life and business? This is one of them. What you want to do is just focus out. When in doubt, focus out. You're feeling rough. You're having a bad day. Focus out. Go do something for somebody else. You'll instantly, instantly feel the shift, right? When in doubt, think out and always go back to that mantra. And that's not just about feel good feelings. Yes, that's the fundamental of it. That's the baseline of it. But when you're continuing to give to others and provide value and do something for somebody else besides yourself, people then want to do stuff for you. People want to be around that energy. People are attracted to that energy. People want to work with you. And so all of a sudden, it creates this whole movement that's coming back towards you. So you're focusing out and it's just mirroring back in many different ways. So it's been really, really powerful in my life. And clearly it's been really powerful in yours. I love that so much. And it really has to. And like, and like I said, as a Taurus, like I'm like so headstrong that it like takes me like a few times of like hitting a wall in order to like get the lesson. And so it's like, it took me a little bit longer to get some of these lessons, but like literally it's, it's never too late. And it's, you know what I mean? It's, you can make an adjustment or a change right now today, instantly in this moment. So we're going to invite you to do a challenge right after this podcast, right when you finish listening, 
Go and do something nice for somebody outside of yourself. And then send us a message on Instagram. Let us know what was the experience. Did you feel any mood boosters? Did you feel any better after? Just let's play with it. Play with it. Try it. Try these things on and see how it works for you. Don't believe us. Don't take our word for it. Try it. So what I would like to ask you in, you know, you mentioned that one of the things you like to focus on is allowing people and helping people to authentically express themselves. And, you know, first of all, what does it mean to authentically express yourself? I like this question too, because I think it's funny. I struggled with this a lot in just building my business and moving forward. For the first few years, I had some business situations and interactions, bosses, clients, like a few pivotal moments that made me really scared to show up as myself. I received the feedback that I was not professional enough, that I wouldn't, you know, make it in the industry basically being who I was. And so that freaked me out. And so I hid behind my work and I just only posted my work for a long time. Like uh, there would be times where I would show up to a shoot and like the person was like, I didn't even know if you were like a guy or a girl. Like I had no idea who you were. And so like, yeah. And slowly, you know, I, but I started to receive other feedback too, right? There was a lot of connections that I started to make in the industry that were like, Alyssa, like show up, like, why don't you post yourself? Like, why don't you show yourself more? And I, you know, I just had it in my head, like, oh, people won't hire me. And that had been from feedback from jobs, like I said, from specifically from a few bosses as well, where I was like, oh, like people won't hire me. So like, but my work is good. So I'm going to put my work out there. Right. And so that was a struggle for like quite a few years. And I like slowly started to come out of my shell. And it's funny because in person, I wasn't insecure, really. Like it wasn't like I felt like I couldn't connect with people in person, but showing up on social media and Instagram, I I was just so worried that like people wouldn't want to work with me. But the funny thing is like, I, like I said, as I started to do this more, I started to meet more people. And even as I worked with my coach and my coaches and my mentors learning all these things, it's like, actually people don't hire businesses. People don't hire brands. They don't pay brands. They pay people, people hire people. And so the more you show up as yourself, the more people are going to really connect with you. Like the people that are meant to connect with you will connect with you. And it's funny because even in my coaching, it still took me a year or two to even really fully get it because like I got it, but I still had this, like, this was a, a deep seated trauma that I had where even as I built my coaching business and I became the face of my business and I had to be the face of my business, I still was like, oh, I can't dress like, you know, I have to dress more conservative or I can't wear as many accessories or I have to be like perfect, right? I have to right now. So I normally have my nails done, but uh, right now they look like garbaggio is the word that is not a word that I like to say, but I would be like, I have to have my nails done. And I like, couldn't show up if I wasn't in this perfect version of myself, which got really exhausting and burned me out because I was projecting this more conservative image of myself than I was. And thus I was attracting the wrong clients. 
because I wasn't attracting someone who was totally aligned with me. I was attracting someone who was aligned with this. Like it wasn't not me all the way, but it wasn't me all the way either. Right. And so there was some slight misalignment in like who I was actually attracting to work with. And so really I, I actually did kind of like a cleanse of my business. I totally let go of a lot of my clients. Like I'm not saying I have had some amazing clients and like, especially even through that process, I really connected with some people and like really was able to do some amazing things for some people with their businesses, especially during COVID. But after that, I really felt like I wasn't showing up as myself. And so I just kind of let things go for a little bit and I let things settle. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reset and I'm going to really just only show up as me and only live the life I want 1000%, even if that means making less for a little bit and like decreasing my income in order to reset and make sure that I build from a really authentic place, which is now where what I'm doing now, where I'm at, where I'm like, I am unapologetically just showing up the way I want to show up, like 100%. Like right now, no bra, whatever. I enjoy wearing makeup, so I put it on. And you know, the people that vibe with me, like they really vibe with me. And, and on the other side, it will repel people. And that's a good thing. You want to repel people that are not a good fit for you. You want to repel clients that don't actually like the way you live your life, the way like your opinions, the way you navigate, the way you carry yourself. They don't vibe with that. Trust me. You do not want to do business with them anyways, because it is going to feel really out of alignment and be very draining. And it is just, mm -mm. You only want to work with amazing humans who you connect with that also connect with you. And being your fullest self, like all the way is the best way to do that. It's interesting because the younger generation like is so good at it, actually. I learn a lot from a lot of my uh, influencer friends that do TikTok and that are, you know, in their like early 20s, like they are, they're awesome. They just show up. Like, like they're just like living out of their car or whatever, like woke up, roll over from their sleeping bag. And they just talk about their experience. Right. And there's something really beautiful in the fact that there's awareness happening on the need for authenticity and the craving for authenticity. And then thus, like people are, are feeling more comfortable as showing up in themselves. It's more if you built this wall and the structure or like this, basically this safety net around yourself that you've got to practice tearing it down if you have one. But otherwise, some people naturally can just show up as themselves, which is amazing. I think the best way <laughs> to clarify it, I mean, you nailed it. It's being able to strengthen the muscle. And if you don't go to the gym and don't work out a certain muscle, it's going to be really hard to lift a heavy weight. And But if you keep going back to the gym and you keep lifting the weights, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, those muscles, right? So it's the same thing with authenticity. It's just like a muscle. And the more you practice it, the easier it's going to get. Doesn't mean there's not going to be roadblocks. There will potentially be roadblocks, right? You might pull a muscle at the gym. You might, might get hurt at the gym. And we'll equate that to maybe someone says something that hurts your feelings. Maybe you have someone that wants to take some of their anger out on you and, you know, they're not happy about your message. I don't know if, Alyssa, you've ever experienced that. I have current, I have actually experienced that a couple of years ago. I had somebody who was very unhappy with my message and it was challenging to deal with. But what do you do? What do you do to combat, you know, the people who are going to say stuff, those people that you repel? Because you said it perfectly. You want to repel people. However, 
we also operate from wanting to be liked and not wanting conflict and not wanting challenges and people saying stuff because we, we want to have everyone like us. So how do you navigate that, that those people that you do repel? I love this aspect in this question because it's not all beautiful, sparkly rainbows, right? It's not like, okay, just be your authentic self and like everything will be magic forever. <laughs> like, no, okay? Like there's another side to it, but that's the thing. I will say I've worked with a ton of different influencers. Like that's part of how I've built my business and how I started to build my social media. But I've worked with a ton of different influencers and like not necessarily celebrities, but like people at different levels. And I've gotten a lot of different feedback. And what I will say is the more that you show up as your like not just show up as yourself, but the more that you are doing things that you're being a mover and a shaker that you're really making an impact in the world, the more hate you're going to get. That's just comes with it. And that's just something that unfortunately is unavoidable. I was just talking with one of my vegan bodybuilder influencer friends, him and his fiance were out here visiting Bloom like uh, like two weeks ago. And the topic comes up and it's, you know, he's really doing a lot of things for like animal rights, for like really making a big impact in the world with like helping hundreds of people like thousands of people even I don't know his stats but either way it's like he's a coach he's a leader he helps people transform their bodies he helps people transform their lifestyle all these things right and he receives hate every single on every single post someone wants to say something vegan and not vegan it doesn't matter people always are gonna have something negative to say when you are making an impact, especially because if they're, and, and it's important to think about where they're coming from with this hate, right? It's not that we're going to become impervious to people's hatred, right? Like it stinks. It doesn't feel good when people, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't feel good when people have something negative to say or when they want to tear you down or when they're trying to throw darts at you, but they're coming from a very wounded place. They are coming from a very unhappy place. Because if you think about yourself, where you have to be in order to want to hurt somebody else, in order to want to tear them down, it's a bad place, right? And so we have some kind of, not necessarily empathy, but just awareness that like, okay, they're really unhappy with their lives and themselves. Like, that's why they're projecting this anger. That's why they're projecting this hatred. That's why they're trying to take me down, you know? And so it's like, you're threatening them. You're living to your fullest self. You're being, you're, you're not scared to show up. They're scared to show up. They're afraid to be themselves. They're afraid to make a difference. They're afraid to leave the job they hate. They're afraid to start the business they want to start. They're afraid to post any of their photos on the internet because they don't love themselves, right? You know, whatever that is. And so it's like, not to like hate on them. There's no, there's no, you know, judgment or hatred, but it's just an awareness of like, if they were in a higher vibration, if they were really making an impact, if they were really like living like a really happy, fulfilled, abundant life or what they consider to be abundant, even if they have abundance, they might not consider it to be so, but they wouldn't be projecting that. Right. And so that's just awareness of like, okay, you know, that's their place. That doesn't change me. That doesn't impact me. That's not going to change how I move forward. It might make things inconvenient. It might make things hard, but that part of it is unavoidable. And if anything, I would try to remind myself when I get hate, cause I actually don't get an extreme amount of hate compared to some of 
uh, my other friends in the industry that I know. I have had to deal with a few things, obviously, but nothing that's like really actually taken, tried to take down my career yet at this point. But I try to remind myself whenever I get hate that like, okay, like this is feedback that my lifestyle is threatening because I'm like doing what I want to do. Like I'm, this is feedback that like, yeah, people are noticing that I'm doing what I want to do. So it's like, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but like just knowing that like, if you can think of any celebrity, even a, a thought leader, uh, someone, you know, anyone who inspires you, they got hate, they get hate every day. So it's like, you can't impact people and inspire people without making some people angry or upset or bothering them because you're showing them their lifestyle sucks or that they, the way they think about something is negative is and that's that's just kind of the way you have to approach it and think about it unfortunately <laughs> yeah if that's you said it really well and it's it is it can be really triggering for people to see you doing something that they wish they had the courage to do right and maybe not the specific message per se but you being willing to stand in your truth there are so many people who wish they had the courage to do that and they don't and so seeing you do it just shines a light on how they don't have the courage to do it. So it's just being mindful that oftentimes these things don't have anything to do with you. You just happen to be the person that reflects the mirror back to the other person on what they aren't doing or what they wish they could be doing. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> so again, it doesn't make it any easier, but that is really good feedback for anybody who is scared of being seen or being authentic in their, their own right on social or anywhere else for that matter. I'm just going to throw in one more thing really quick. If you find yourself being triggered by something on social media, first of all, I would encourage you to not immediately vocalize your negativity on the internet if that seems to be your initial response. But I would encourage you also to take a second and reflect on why that's triggering you and where that's coming from. And if maybe it's a reflection, and like you said, a mirror of something that you want to change or that you want to do differently, right? Because the it's like, we can always learn, we can always grow, we can always adapt, there's all these things. And it's like, we're all still healing from whether it's like childhood wounds, like inner, you know what I mean? Or from like just youth trauma or experiences or just from whatever it is, life, right? We're all just on this healing, growing journey. And so, you know, social media can be like the Wild West. It can be really intense for some people. And so it's like, if you're getting hate, like we went over that, it's like, you know, make sure that like either way, whatever's triggering you, just reflect on like where that's coming from. And if you can take that to like improve something or change something about yourself or to try something new that you really want to try. Beautiful. Now, speaking of social media, you've obviously grown a really big following. You have, I think, 160,000 followers or something insane. Is it, am I right with those numbers? Yeah. It's like 102, but that's fine. <laughs> You're in the, the six figures range, wherever you are. And it's pretty cool that you were able to build such a strong following. It makes sense as to why you're a coach on how to, you know, on a social, being a social media coach. How did you do it? Like, what, what would you say to somebody who wants to grow their following and, and have that level of reach the way you do? So my favorite thing 
to tell my clients, first and foremost, even before they're my clients, is that numbers are not important and that should not be your focus. Mm -hmm. If your only focus is vanity metrics and to grow for your ego to have a certain number, like first of all, you're never going to be happy. You're going to feel exactly the same with 1,000 followers as you do with 100,000 or with a million. That's not going to change your self-worth or, you know, anything about that. So first of all, to grow numbers is just, it can be really negative because like, if you think about it, like if you're selling a product, let's say you're selling coffee and you you made a new coffee brand and you're like really stoked. You're like, okay, I'm going to like have a hundred thousand followers and sell a bunch of coffee. If you grow a hundred thousand followers, like which you can do very quickly. If you grow a hundred thousand followers in, let's say, um, India and you have artisanal coffee that is at least $10 US a bag, then you're not going to be selling any of that coffee to those 100,000 people. And they're, they're real people. This is real audience, real people. So you need to be aware of your direction and your motivation that you are taking things. There are so many wrong ways to grow an audience when you are coming at it from the place of just growing an audience. So what I teach and tell my clients is that it is so much more important and impactful to grow a community and to build a community and to grow it like slow and like with intention and like nurturing it, right? Than it is to just explode. And there are strategies to explode where, you know, suddenly it is an ideal target audience, but for the most part, and that's going to involve money and relationships and strategy, right? That doesn't, it, there's no free way you're going to achieve this. And even if you go viral one time, it's just one time, right? And so you have to continue replicating that. And so there's a lot that goes into that, but I will say, don't worry about your numbers, right? Because I know, for example, there are plenty of people I know that I've worked with that have millions of followers and make no money. And there are plenty of people that I know and work with that have a few hundred followers that make, I don't know, five, like 10, we'll say I was going to give like a figure number, but I like over a million a year, mm. you know what I mean? And so money and income is not proportional to followers and business isn't always proportional to followers either. But if you do have a really authentic and like connected community, obviously the bigger that you grow it with the right type of people, yes, the bigger the impact, yes, the more you can generate sales and all of those things and funnel traffic. But the original intention and clarity has to be there, right? So going back to authenticity, right? Going back to really like showing up as yourself, showing up as your brand, all those things like super, super important. So that's what I'll say about numbers first. So don't focus on the numbers. Second, a lot of my own strategy, it's been, so like I said, there's quite a few different ways to grow. For my business specifically, what I did with a lot of my photography was partnerships and strategic partnerships and strategic relations, right? So working with people and getting um, featured by people that were in my target market and that were in alignment was a big part of my strategy, which is what I help my clients set up depending on what their goals are, right? Because if you're selling coffee, 
you have completely different strategy than if you are selling high ticket coaching or you're selling retreats and stuff like that. And so, of course, you need to customize everything about your target market and your end result. This this is where the masculine stuff comes in <laughs> to your strategy and to yeah to the type of content you want to create as well. So that's the numbers game. <laughs> Got it. Makes a lot of sense. And so you talked about strategic partnerships. Is that on the paid strategy that you were talking about more on the paid side where the strategic partnerships lie? You can have strategic partnerships that are just relationships that you've built, right? Let's say, and like this is only going to happen supernaturally and organically. Like you cannot necessarily plan it. Um, trying to go from an unpaid, but you can, you know, let's say you connect with somebody, an influencer, somebody that like is in your industry that has your target market following that type of thing. If you all connect and they love your stuff, maybe they just share your story or they share it because they want to. And then bam, you grow. <laughs> but that's right. You don't meet people and you don't try to meet people with the intention of, you know, unless you have a discussion about it um, and you set up an arrangement with them, like, oh, hopefully like they'll share my business and then I'll make, you know, that's a me thing, right? That's a, <laughs> a me perspective again. And so it's like, you gotta, you know, it, again, the, I've honestly, the more that I show up and follow my intuition. Like if I follow my intuition, let me tell you the connections that I make, it's like boom, 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 boom. Like the opportunities are like boom, 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 boom. Because I'm living in alignment with myself. I'm showing up. I'm like taking the ri like necessary risks. I'm like, just fought, like I said, I'm, I'm doing what feels right. And I'm being myself. And like the most business happens for me and grows for me through that and through social media and through all of that. So it's like, again, it's all kind of rooted into that. And so that's why I just really caution people and being focused on vanity metrics, being focused on numbers and social media from an egotistical standpoint, because that starts to get to a very inauthentic place and a me place instead of a serving other people place. Yeah. So makes a lot of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Any final important hacks or important information for somebody who wants to grow their social media? Oh, you know what? I'd love to go over this one. So I am an Instagram business coach and I mainly focus with Instagram and Facebook, but those are not the only two platforms to use. And right now there's a lot of opportunities in a lot of directions with social media and how it's growing. And I would encourage you, again, if you're coming from an authentic place, also think about how you authentically like to show up. So if you don't like creating videos, if you're like, I hate videos, do not make a TikTok <laughs> where you have to make videos every day. Because guess what? You're going to hate it. You're never going to do it. You're not going to stay consistent. You're not going to show up. You know what I mean? And so it's like, think about how you like to show up. Do you like to create long form videos, right? For YouTube, like, is that like, ooh, does that sound nice where you can just talk like I'm a talker? So maybe, maybe I should have a YouTube, but that's that's not my alignment. But, uh, you know, do you like to explain things for a really long time? That's like a long form content. Do you like short form, fast content? Do you like the idea of editing things yourself? Do you want to hire and outsource these things? 
And so depending on where you're at and what your budget is, you can set up a strategy that makes the most sense for you, again, from an authentic place, because you can grow on any of these platforms. I mean, Facebook and Instagram are the king for sales and for selling your products and services. But TikTok is really high on the rise with that as well. And even running ads on TikTok, is, it's really showing a lot of results for businesses. So come at it from like, okay, don't, this is what I also tell my clients is like, you're not going to be a, or you're not going to try to be a black belt in karate at the same time as like a gold medal snowboarder and the same time as like a, you're not going to try to learn five languages like all at once, right? Like that's like, whoa, why would I do all that at once? Do not try to be on every social media platform at once. Like, no, do not try to have a YouTube, an Instagram, a Facebook, a TikTok, like a LinkedIn, like and you're not going to be able to grow all, especially as an individual or you're just starting out. There is no way you're going to be able to show up and nurture all of those things at once and actually get results and actually be able to grow. So what I tell people is pick your platform, pick the way you want to show up, focus on that, grow that, build that, get it to a really good place where you're generating enough and then you can start to outsource pieces of it. And then you can start to expand once that is automated, then you can move into other platforms. But it is way too much to try to be doing five platforms at once, posting five, 10 times a day. Like, no, are you a social media manager? No. <laughs> so it's like, and maybe you are amazing, then like, yes, like you're going to master all these things. But even then there's going to be balance. So that's what I would say is pick your platform, pick the type of content that feels in alignment for you and show up as yourself. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. And don't be afraid, like nothing has to be perfect. I am a perfectionist. So that's something I've also had to struggle with and learn and, and push through. Even now I'm like, oh, I made a mistake on the podcast. No, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? It's like, oh no, but it's like, we have to push through that. And it's like, cool, that's me showing up a little bumpy authentically, right? And so it's like, just show up, just try it out, just test it out. You know what I mean? You can always change your mind later if you hate it. <laughs> Preach. So good, Alyssa. It has been such an honor to have you on the show, to get to connect with you, to just experience you and your energy and to hear it and learn more about everything you've created and built. And you've built an empire and it's just awesome. And I feel honored to have you on this show. And for the listeners who also see your light the way that I do, how can they find you? How can they work with you? It's super easy. I made everybody's life very simple. Everything is in my business is just my name. So Alyssa Risley. So my Instagram is at Alyssa Risley. It's spelled, I think it'll be spelled there. It's spelled on the podcast, but <laughs> A-L-Y-S-S-A-R-I-S-L-E-Y. Same with my website, AlyssaRisley.com. I will, actually, by the time this goes live, I'm going to be launching a nomading course with my business partners. So super stoked. And Allie, you're going to be involved in this as well. So we'll have a little chat, but that's going to be live. And so there will be more information on 
anything new, any new projects, any any new links, anything, you can find it at my name. So Alyssa Risley Instagram, Alyssa Risley on Facebook, Alyssa Risley website. And then apparently someone stole my Alyssa Risley TikTok. So it's Alyssa Risley IRL. Because I'm like, anyways, <laughs> simple. If you want to reach out to me, send me a message, give me some feedback. If you have questions, I'm happy to chat with you. So yeah, of course. Thank you everybody for tuning in to Inside Out with Allie, thank you for being here with us, spending some time. And until next time, that is a wrap. Thank you for listening to Inside Out with Allie. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at insideout.traveler. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.